When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Imagine if every four years the Football World Cup was hosted in England and the only teams playing were the hosts and Germany. Then imagine that the tournament's still six weeks long, the teams simply play each other 25 times until one team is victorious and they get to take home a four-inch plastic trophy. All because 141 years previously, England, who had invented the sport, realised that they were no longer the best at playing it and they simply never got over losing just one game. It wouldn't work at all, but in cricket, it does. And there is no other sport that can offer the drama, the rivalry and the test of character that a five-match Ashes series can. Nothing else can boast such an inspiring history. Cricket is a weird sport and the history of the Ashes is even weirder. Just under 48 hours, the men's ashes will be underway at Edgbaston. The series promises to be one of the most anticipated in a long time. Following a 4-0 drubbing on their last trip to Australia, England appointed captain Ben Stokes and coach Brendan McCullum. The side has been transformed and England, and England fans are once again enjoying watching their team play test cricket. From one win in 17 to 11 wins in 13, the team has ushered in a new age of test cricket. Welcome to the age of Basball. Beating India in a record chase last summer, a whitewash in the first tour to Pakistan in 17 years, and, and the return and reinvention of players like Bairstow, Duckett and Pope are all incredible achievements. But now it is time for the side to face their toughest challenge yet. Fresh from a World Test Championship final victory at the Oval last week, this Australia side is packed with talent. Usman Khawaja has enjoyed a career-defining purple patch starting in the, in the last Ashes series. Steve Smith returns to England having almost single-handedly retained the urn last time around. Labuschagne is still as freakishly good with a bat as he was in 2019. The leadership of Pat Cummins crowned Australia as the first side to have won every ICC event when they destroyed India to claim their first Test Championship mace. And of course, fan favourite Scott Boland, who tours England for the first time and appears to be the perfect bowler for English conditions. There's been 72 men's Ashes series to date. Six have been drawn and England have won 32. Australia are top of the pile, having won 34. As winners of the last series, Australia currently hold the Ashes and England must win the series to regain them. To understand why this is the case, we have to go back to 1877. March 1877, the MCG. The very first, the very first test match. The format of Test cricket was not officially recognised until the 1890s. 
but matches from 1877 onwards were retrospectively awarded test status. England, represented by James Lillywhite's 11, were bowled out for 108 in the fourth innings as the combined Australian 11 secured a 45-run win. So England have invented the sport, and I'm sure the players at the time would claim that they kindly gifted the sport to the world, or or the millions of people who were living under British imperialism at the time. So when Australia toured England in 1882, the expectation, as ever, was that England would win. That was not the case. On the 29th of August, 1882, the mighty England were humbled, losing for the first time on home soil. The defeat was not taken well at all, so in possibly the most hysterical response in history, the Sporting Times ran an obituary to English cricket on their front page. It read, In affectionate remembrance of English cricket, which died at the Oval on the 29th of August 1882, deeply lamented by a large circle of sorrowing friends and acquaintances. R.I.P. The body will be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia. Having won the toss in just the ninth test match of all time, Australia elected to bat in Kennington. The one-off three-day test was to be the centrepiece of Australia's tour of England. England were favourites to win by the end of the first innings as they bowled the Aussies out for just 63. For context, against modern test cricket, the innings lasted 80 overs at a run rate of just 0.78 runs and over. That is far from Basball. In response, England posted 101 runs in 71.3 overs, and by the time the tourists were dismissed for 122, England were set just 85 to win. It wouldn't be easy, but England had an excellent chance of winning the game. However, Australia had the Demon, also known as Frederick Sporforth. The revered player was perhaps history's first truly fast bowler. The Australian had picked up figures of 7 for 43 in the first innings, having bowled 36 and a half overs, including 18 maidens. From what I can tell, there are only three bowlers in the Australian side, and they shared the 80 overs between three of them. It was a tight finish at the Oval, as England were bowled out for 77. Even the great WG Grace was unable to prevent Australia from winning their first match in England by seven runs. Sporforth took another seven foot as he firmly hammered the nail into English cricket's coffin. So, English cricket was dead. But where are the ashes? Well, only in cricket could a tournament be played, not for a trophy or for prize money, but instead to repatriate the figurative body of a nation's sporting heritage. Later that year, the New England captain Ivo Bly sailed to Australia to win back the cremated remains of English cricketing pride. Prior to the three-test series, England won a friendly at an estate in Victoria. A group of local ladies presented Bly an urn containing the ashes of English cricket. To this day... Nobody knows what's inside the urn. However, according to the legend, the, t- the terracotta urn contains the burned remains of a bale or one of the ladies' veils. English cricket now had a physical representation of the body 
that they had lost in 1882, which, having died earlier that year, was to be returned home. The urn in which the ashes are kept is believed to be an empty perfume container from 1882. Florence Morphy, one of the ladies who presented the urn to Bly, would later marry the England captain. And having returned to England, the ashes were kept on the mantelpiece of Bly and his wife in Kent until 1929 when it was given to the MCC after Bly's death. You can still see the urn now, it's in the Lords Museum, but the two sides no longer play for the actual artefact and instead play for a replica and a crystal trophy made in the image of the urn. In its 141-year history, The Ashes has become the biggest series in the world and played by some of the greatest players of all time. From Sir Donald Bradman to Shane Warne, Ian Botham and Ben Stokes, undoubtedly there will be another name added to that list of all-time greats this summer. But no matter what the result, cricket will be the winner. So, thank you for listening. That was episode one of Ash's Moments. We'll be back soon for episode two. We'll also be doing uh, an Ash's Moments before the Women's Ashes next week. And, of course, the first test match starts at Edgbaston this Friday. Uh, Parts of this will also be up on YouTube, so give that a watch. Please go and like and subscribe. Um, And there'll be plenty more Ash's content here on Cricket is the Winner. Because we're going to be making a daily episode live from the ashes. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.